0: Let's have a look at Sun sign Astrology today. A new book's just come in by Kim Farnell, who lots of you might know. She was a past horoscope columnist for Company and Bliss magazines, and she was the president of the Astrological Lodge of London for 12 years. Kim also holds an MA in Cultural, Astronomy and Astrology. And this new book, The True History of Sun Sign Astrology, is published by the Wessex Astrologer. So I thought I'd begin by looking at Evangeline Adams' No relation, but Evangeline is an interesting sun sign astrologer pioneer because she was prosecuted for fortune telling not just once but twice in 1914. A woman from the Detective Bureau of the New York Police visited her on the 13th of May 1914 and had her horoscope read. She stated that Adams had written on a circle marked on a piece of paper. Well, that's a personal chart for which she did get prosecuted, but Today we are free, thank goodness, to not only give personal readings, but sun sign circular chart readings based on the time that the sun was passing through your solar chart on the day that you were born. Now sun sign astrology is regarded by some people as being inferior to natal chart astrology, not so. It's a bit like saying that a weather forecast for the people in your town is inferior to to the air conditioning and heating settings in your bedroom. They're both related and similar, and one's not particularly better than the other. You just have to read them on their own merits, and a sun sign forecast is like a weather forecast, really, which is why I created the the phrase Aries weather or Taurus weather or Gemini weather a few years ago now. It's just like watching the news and knowing what's coming. Sun sign astrology did exist in the 18th and early 19th centuries through popular press and popular fortune-telling books. And there was a huge amount of emphasis on the rising sign or ascendant. Now, of all the messages that I get on the website, and there are over, I think, 13,000 at the moment, a lot of people focus on the rising sign or the ascendant, and that's really quite misleading. Um, It's not important at all. It's just your shop window. It's your exterior or your window dressing. And it's really no more important than your son's sign at all. In fact, a lot of the time people get it wrong because it's hard for your mother to remember what time it was on the clock when the umbilical cord was being cut. Your father may not have recorded it either. And so often people get it wrong. Ascendants are also um, a bit irrelevant today in, in the 21st century because so many of them are based on descriptions of white people in the 20th century. So if you're wondering about, I sometimes get this question, should I read my Ascendant as well as my sun sign? No, no, just read your sun sign. Now the sun sign column or the sun sign horoscope is based on the solar chart, which is the most popular kind of forecasting in the world. My colleague Susan Miller is the doyen of sun sign astrology. She has an astonishingly huge audience and... She invented the long-form sun sign column on the internet. Up until then, you were lucky to get 100 words per sign, which is what I used to write for the Daily Telegraph in Sydney a few hundred years ago now. Back in the days of Evangeline Adams, again, no relation, horoscopes were distributed through Woolworths in the USA, and they included something that Evangeline Adams really popularised, sun sign analysis of popular celebrities. Um, The celebrity connection with sun signs is pretty simple. The sun shows how you glow, how you radiate, how you're exposed, the flashlight in the camera. The sun shows the spotlight that's on you on the stage and the spotlights that are on you on a film set. So it goes hand-in-hand uh, hand with the idea that famous people who stand out from the crowd often exemplify their sun sign more than any other. Nicholas Campion wrote a book called Astrology and Popular Religion in the Modern West, published by Routledge. In Chapter 7, he titles it Oracles to the Vulgar, Sun Sign Astrology. He talks about horoscope columns in women's magazines and now on the web. 12 paragraphs, one for each of the approximate 30-day periods when the sun occupies signs of the zodiac. Zodiac sign occupied by the sun is known as the sun sign by astrologers or the birth sign or star sign or zodiac sign in public discourse. Now, horoscopes and popular culture are an interesting thing because they're so widely misrepresented. Anna and Leo was really the pioneer of this, and since then, Uh, What passes for sun sign astrology, especially on the internet, there's very little relationship to astrology at all. Far from the days of Alan Leo, far from the days of 19th century tradition. It's rare, says Nicholas Campion, to find an astrologer who does not talk publicly in terms of such generalisations, however complex the work they might do in private. But this is one of the great myths about sun sign astrology, the idea that it's a simplification or a dumbing down of the art of astrology per se in fact if you do it properly a solar chart can be just as much hard work as a natal chart and in fact in my practice i use both of them together so i use your solar chart answering questions in tandem with your natal chart to see the same story being told twice i often refer to this in your sign horoscope column on my website just in case you have your natal chart nearby So oversimplification is possible, and of course we get a lot of teenage astrologers doing that online, and a lot of older astrologers who should know better. But actually there's nothing dumbed down or basic about sun sign astrology, it can be as complicated as you wish. Horoscope columns spread from the astrological media to the national press, including the New York Post in 1936, and the Los Angeles Times between 1952 and 1953. Aside from wartime disruption, though, in America, the first modern newspaper astrology column in Britain was published in the Sunday Express on the 24th of August 1930, written by R. H. Naylor, who says, according to Campion, that as an astrologer with no theosophical interests and no recorded interest in the New Age, uh, Naylor seems to have been an unlikely candidate. But anyway, the Express approached Cairo the Palmist and astrologer and ask him to provide an analysis of the horoscope of the infant Princess Margaret, daughter of the Duke of York, later George the Sixth, and younger sister of the future Elizabeth II. Campion writes Cairo being too grand and too busy declined, and the feature was actually composed by his assistant, R.H. Naylor. Naylor included, along with an analysis of the princess's birth chart, general political predictions and about 50 words per day of birthday predictions for each day of the coming week. The column, though, was not based on the 12-paragraph scheme apparently devised by American astrologer. It was a version of it, but the newspaper was delighted and the result was a repeat of the column on the following Sunday. Um, I cast a horoscope for this momentous period a long time ago. We ended up with a strongly Virgo chart signature. And also a bit of Neptune, which is interesting because, of course, along with the Virgo and attention to detail of a horoscope column, we end up with a distortion of the cusp. When I used to write a horoscope column for Cosmopolitan in Britain, I put in a proviso saying, If you think you were born on the cusp, you must check your time, birth and and date at astro.com to make sure because there's no such thing as a cusp. You're not a bit of one and a bit of the other when it comes to signs that are adjacent. If you're born in the changeover period, go back to the clock hour of birth to find out and the map. But in general, most people don't do that and it took a lot of negotiation for me to get Cosmopolitan to print that. Most people who are born on the so-called cusp are in a permanent state of confusion, Robert Smith from The Cure being one of them, about whether they're a Taurus or an Aries or a Taurus or a Gemini. And so that's the Neptunian part of the signature for the birth of Sun sign astrologer with Naylor. Along with all that Virgo, we get this very confused and confusing Neptune. Sybil Leek was one of the great astrologers, one of the most overlooked astrologers of the 20th century. Her book, My Life in Astrology, Star-Crossed Adventures, Professional Secrets and Case Histories is fascinating and she was a pioneer, she was an innovator. Her agent, Ros Cole, called her and asked her if she could devise a new concept for a new column on Astrology for the Ladies Home Journal. Leek wrote, After two nights of thinking, I typed out a column, sent it in, and I got a monthly column with them. The pay was good, and I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it. I got away from the his and hers thing, and I related astrology to all facets of living, and I updated it into 20th century terminology. I studied the planetary patterns each month and related them to fashion, interior decorating, sports, television, childcare, health, cosmetics, and about fifty other subjects. The column was an immediate success, and the first month in the October issue won an award from the New York Directors Guild for the best new approach to an old subject. And that's the challenge for solar charts and sign astrologers: how do you reinvent the horoscope wheel? One way of doing it, as I've discussed, is to read the natal chart and the solar chart alongside each other to find the same story told twice. Now that can be very interesting because the solar chart or sun sign chart will show you your public self and visible life and your natal chart will show you the hidden private story behind the scenes. Debbie Kempton-Smith, one of my favourite astrologers, wrote Secrets from a Stargazer's Notebook many years ago but it has a terrific chapter called the sun where are you going in life she wrote the sun is the most important part of your chart know it struggle with it and you'll feel rich and happy inside the sun shows you what you're good at already you'll get better at it if you keep on practicing for the sun tells you what you are learning to be ignore it and you'll never be happy catches it takes a whole lifetime to get it right the sun shows your pot of gold the gifts and talents you have at your fingertips polish up your sun thing every day i should have read that in a new york accent because debbie was the consummate new yorker um, but it's a terrific book if you haven't discovered it and the chapter on just the sun through the signs through the houses is almost enough by itself to give you a heads up on what matters and why it matters Debbie Kempton-Smith is no longer with us but she wrote for Tatler Debbie Frank, another Debbie, is a friend of mine and she still writes for Hello magazine She is famous, along with Penny Thornton, as being the astrologer to the late Princess of Wales Debbie's book, What's Your Soul Sign, published by Hay House, also goes into sun sign astrology Debbie writes, The whole idea of sun sign astrology is based on where our sun is placed at birth, and of course, this sign is what makes us come alive and feel real. But it is not the full story by any means. All the twists and turns in our life story come about because of the way our other planets interact with our sun. All of them take light from the sun. That's quite true. In the birth chart, the sun is our core self. Yet it also speaks of the male figures in our life, such as our father and other prominent males. So these are things which don't normally work their way into a sun sign column, but they probably should. The sun is the father as the moon is the mother. And your sun sign reflects how your father brought you up or a father figure. Whether it was easy or whether it was difficult, that will have a bearing on how you reflect your sun sign today. On your solar return, on your birthday, when the sun returns to the same sign and degree it occupied on the day that you were born, you may have memories of other birthdays in childhood or adolescence and perhaps the role that a father did or didn't play for you. That's an interesting way to interpret a basic sun position in a chart. The other thing that you can do with sun sign horoscopes, of course, is look at transits to your natal sun, particularly the drama transits, so conjunctions and oppositions. If, for example, you were born with a Sun in Cancer, then Pluto in Capricorn opposite your Sun around the time of your birthday is a very big deal indeed. So it's not quite as simplistic as people make out. It can be as complicated and as interesting and as deep as you wish it to be. Some people, of course, just want a weather forecast and others don't. One thing I find interesting, though, is that history tells us the importance of signs. Now, we're in a plague. COVID-19 is the modern plague, but the Black Death, which arrived in Europe in 1347, seen as God's wrath, invited the attention of astrologers and monarchs, and the official statement of the medical faculty of the University of Paris, presented to the king in 1348, reported that on the 20th of March, 1345, at 1pm, there occurred a conjunction of Saturn, Jupiter and Mars in the house of Aquarius. Upon this, the plague was blamed. But looking at 1345, looking at 1347, and the importance of Aquarius as a sign, we can't help but notice the fact that Saturn and Jupiter were back in Aquarius from Christmas 2020, when covid-19 really started to take hold and if we're talking basic zodiac sign or sun sign interpretation aquarius is the sign that rules sporting teams and clubs it rules bands and groups it rules large communities of people and if there was one thing that put the kibosh on all of that along with saturn and jupiter in aquarius It was the sun in Aquarius from late January to late February the following year, 2021. So these things resonate through time and a great deal can be derived from a simple sign. The fact of the matter is that Aquarius is the sign of the group of social life, of friendship, And thus, in the 2020s, a sign that alerts us to transmission within a group without social distancing. How is that football crowd ever going to get away without infection? So there's more to the basic 12 signs perhaps than meets the eye. I think if you're going to look at sun sign astrology as a way of interpreting your chart, just for yourself, or whether you're going to do it professionally, it helps to go back into the history of the 12 zodiac signs and the cycles all the way to the 1300s if necessary to really get your grounding and to understand that there was a reason why the old astrologers pinned those patterns on those constellations all those years ago what's your soul sign by debbie frank is published by hay house and the new book the true history of sun sign astrology by kim farnell is published by the wessex astrologer thanks for listening